Hello, my name is Joran Geschieren and you're listening to the What the Digital Rights podcast. Yes, and I'm not alone. I'm here to join, to, to join today by my colleague. Could you introduce yourself? Sure. Hello, hello. My name is Elisa. I'm 25 years old already. I had to think for a second. And I study tourism management. Uh, but now I'm joining in uh, the Sustainable Media Lab and uh, have learned a lot about digital rights and everything that comes with that. And um, yeah, that's a bit about me very shortly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me tell you a bit about myself as well. Uh, as I said, I'm Joran Geschieden. I'm 22 years old. I also study tourism management um, and yeah, also a student of the Sustainable Media Lab. Very excited to be here and to be recording this podcast. Uh, today, yeah, we're going to be talking a bit about the lab itself, what we're doing here, how it's set up. And then uh, later on, we're going to have a guest on the podcast as well, talking about uh, bias in uh, the digital rights world. So mm-hmm. let me ask you the question, what is it that we do here at the lab? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, <laughs> basically, we've learned about digital rights, as you said, and as I said, um, in a living environment, so to speak. So, um, and please add a if you have any more info, but as far as I've experienced is we're in a, yeah, an, a diverse environment in the sense that we're a students, a group of students from all different degrees, and together we're working on a wicked problem in the neighborhood Leibach, which is in The Hague in the Netherlands, for those who don't know or who aren't familiar with The Hague. Um, which isn't one of the best neighborhoods, also not one of the worst, of course, but um, we're focusing here on the digital rights and bringing awareness, and um, but also to ourselves, I think. Uh, yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, I think for both of us, this is a very new topic yeah. <laughs> that we've gotten into. Uh, when I first saw Sustainable Media Lab, uh, I thought of a very different sustainability. <laughs> <laughs> so I was kind of, yeah curious to find out what it, what it actually was and then I got here it was something completely different than what I expected here but right. I was definitely not disappointed um, I've been having a great time mm-hmm. here and um, yeah I've been having a, a good time yeah so yeah and our classes maybe interesting for those who are interested um, it's of course of in Holland but people from other universities are also joining even international students which yeah. is also an interesting fact and brings a lot of different perspectives and we normally have three days per week in which we have class those are on Monday the method Monday those are focused on our project as we're all uh, working on uh, individual group projects so to speak um, then on Tuesday we get to learn a bit more about our digital rights and different ways in which or different scenarios um, in which there are still problems or yeah just general information and then on Friday we get feedback and we get to know each other which I really like on the Friday we really get to know um, the other students in really fun and different ways and also helping each other grow as a person but also as a professional I think yeah it's uh, definitely uh, that's how it's built up and I agree with everything you've said and then also on the Tuesdays uh, we have the deep dives where we talk about the digital rights and what's going on in the world and then we also in the afternoon have the newsroom which is what this is mm-hmm. uh, the podcast is one of the parts of it and we decided that this would be something that we, we were going to be interested in. Yep. And then we also have uh, people making a magazine every uh, climb or every, yeah, 
period period that we hear uh, about the articles and those articles are also going to be mentioned in the podcast that is what our guest is going to be talking about later or one of our guests uh, about their written article and um yeah you also have the people from social media who keep the instagram updated they make connections with other people and then uh yeah we have another one uh, the placemakers. Yeah. 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 So they make sure that the location we're in is looking pretty. It's looking nice. It's comfortable to be in. And that's uh, what yeah has been going on. Yeah. Yeah. And we have the ambassadors. Oh, yeah. Those the ambassadors. That are, was the one I was uh, yeah. looking for in my head. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, different tasks and everyone uh, could choose themselves. And we chose um, podcasting. And for me, that was something that was a bit out of my comfort zone. Mm. So, yeah, I thought, let's just give it a shot. Let's try something that I haven't done before. I don't know how that was for you. Uh, yeah, definitely. Like, I did listen to a lot of podcasts, you uh, know, uh, yeah. still do. But uh, I at first, I thought I was going to be a bit more behind the scenes doing the editing because I did a few editing videos uh, in assignments before, and I really liked that. Yeah. So I wanted to, you know, improve on that further, and I thought the podcast would be a great way to do that. Yeah. But now I'm behind the mic, uh, uh, <laughs> which is also very interesting. I do like talking. <laughs> That's very good. Uh, yeah, and uh, it's definitely fun. And with yeah. the equipment we have, it's I've never experienced something like this before. So it's yeah, very, incredible. very cool. Yeah. 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 And um, well, what we're going to talk about today a bit, uh, one of the first topics that we actually got introduced with was bias. Yeah. Um, bias in the digital world and um, I found that a very interesting topic and really relevant when it comes to our current um, yeah the current world situation so to mm. speak as we're all getting mixed and mingled as it should um, but just as that we think that it should be like that it doesn't mean that the technical and the digital world also functions in the mm-hmm. proper way for everyone yeah yeah, definitely. Bias it is a very broad term, of course, within the digital world, uh, which you can also read about in the magazine. Yeah. Uh, that's the first magazine. It's all about bias in the digital world. Uh, so there's a few articles put there, put in there from uh, the students that are at this lab. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be a very fun conversation. Yes. So um, more about that later. Yes. And uh, we'll see you soon. Yes, welcome back. Uh, we're here with our guest. Uh, could you please introduce yourself? Hello, thank you for having me. My name is Bo and I'm 22. I study, I don't actually study at in Holland. I study at The Hague University of Applied Sciences. I study European studies, so this is way different for me. I've never done anything with digital rights or anything digital at all. So it's been interesting. So I wrote an article about um, artificial intelligence in the medical field, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm here. Yes, yes exactly. Welcome, welcome. And um, I just wanted to jump in because, like you say, this is new for you, and like we said earlier in the podcast, this is new for us as well, yes. and we've had a, quite an interesting experience, and um, yeah, it's new, but it's interesting. How has it been for you? It's been really interesting because honestly, I didn't know that, I mean, this sounds kind of dumb, I know, but I didn't really know how much our digital world was involved actually in our day-to-day lives. Mm -hmm. Like you could kind of think about it, but you don't really know how much is actually involved. 
And I kind of found out and I'm kind of scared about <laughs> it, you know? Yeah, I think that applies to all of us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, none of us really knew what we were getting into, I think. And yeah, uh, it has made us realize some stuff about how we behave, yeah, behave <laughs> online. How you live and yeah. exactly like you say, how much it influences mm -hmm. almost everything yeah. that we do right now and what we touch and yeah, it's insane. But besides the fact that it's scary, do you also feel like you, after this experience, because we're a couple of weeks or months in already, do you feel more protected or do you feel like you've grown in your knowledge? How's it been? Well, I definitely feel more safe because now I know kind of how to protect myself. Yeah. I've learned a couple of things about like online consent and privacy issues that I didn't really know before. I didn't know how important it was to actually be aware of your privacy online. So I think I can protect myself a little bit better now, which made me more secure overall. But yeah, it's been weird being aware of how much I actually am on social media and yeah. how much they actually know about me and what I research, how that comes up later. Yeah, It's been interesting. Cool. Yeah, and of course we've been writing articles. Uh, all of us have been doing so. And uh, the first topic we had during the deep dives was bias. And you wrote an article about that. Why did you choose your kind of topic in the field of bias within digital rights or algorithms? Well, I heard somewhere that um, artificial intelligence was actually already used a little bit in the medical field, and I didn't know. Mm. I was shocked, to yeah. be honest, because I didn't know that it was so far developed already. I mean, I kind of knew, but I didn't know it was in that field because I always thought, you know, an actual physical doctor yeah. that has human emotions might be able to communicate better with patients. Yeah. And I didn't know that artificial intelligence actually was as integrated as it is. So when I found out, when I heard, I started researching it and I immediately knew this is what I want to write about because I think a lot of people don't know actually. Yeah, no, I think... Uh that a lot of people don't know about it, and in indeed. Yeah. And it's cool that you instantly connected to the topic the way you did and was like, okay, yeah, this is what's going to be. Yeah, because in what sense is, were you already aware of bias playing a part in, or IA playing a... No, AI. <laughs> 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 I keep telling her, I keep saying it wrong. That's why I don't shorten it. I just say artificial <laughs> intelligence yeah. because I know I'm going to say it wrong. Okay, people were going to keep with artificial intelligence. Yeah. Just, I don't know. I'm not going to say it anymore in short term. Yeah. <laughs> you specifically uh, talk about artificial intelligence and the topic of the class was about bias. So mm -hmm. in that sense, did you see a connection and what did you learn uh, besides the fact that it is in a medical field that it also plays part in that? But um, what did you feel about that connection? What did you learn? Well, obviously, artificial intelligence cannot feel human emotion. So it is a little bit biased in a sense that, you know, they cannot sympathize with us. So if, I've, if I have any emotional connection to any physical problem, artificial intelligence won't know about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, it does. Um, so, for example, what I've learned is that for... Um, Doctors that are focused on the skin, I don't know the word for it. I'm not sure either. <laughs> dermatologists. Oh, yeah. dermatologists, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the one. You know, <laughs> doctors yeah. for the skin, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they've learned, like the older ones, they've 
the older ones. That's, you know. Yeah. The, the, the more experienced the ones. The more experienced under us. Yeah. They've <laughs> primarily um, been researching on uh, light skin, mm -hmm. yeah. not dark skin, which is problematic, obviously, because it's harder to recognize darker skin, like any kind of issues in darker skin for them, mm -hmm. yeah. as they haven't had the same experiences with learning as they have with a lighter skin. Yeah. Yeah. And structures such as artificial intelligence, they have more, I wouldn't say more knowledge, but more recognition in that area, mm -hmm. because it it has a wider base of knowledge. So kind of, I wouldn't say mistakes, but kind of things like that, that also helps with bias, mm -hmm. I yeah. feel, right? But then I find that very interesting because you put the, yeah, a contrast, like saying, so basically what you're saying is um, where humans uh, create bias or implement bias in their work, would it be a medical field or just another job, but especially now as an example, dermatologist, um and you feel that artificial intelligence could maybe solve that problem yes in a way yes but then what i wonder is uh the artificial intelligence of course is created by humans so the info they come from human knowledge so is the bias not then implement that humans yeah have trained by people who have been in that field for a long time and who might be privileged towards that training the, the algorithm in a way that could still not be ethically responsible. Like, is that, do you th think there's danger in that as well? Or are you trusting on the good faith <laughs> of humanity that it doesn't happen like that? Well, let's just say, from my perspective, mm -hmm. one doctor cannot know everything. Yeah. yeah. But a, a structure that is based on knowledge of a couple of them, yeah. for example, I know it's thousands, but mm -hmm. a couple of them already has more knowledge because it's everyone's knowledge combined. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, I do see what you're saying. I don't really know how I feel about that. I hadn't looked at it that way. Yeah. But I do feel that in a way it is more reliable because it has it's based on different types of biases and makes one conclusion, I think. Yeah. Mm. I think that's a very interesting way to look at it, like the combination of knowledge of several people. Yeah. In, what's the word that we have? Interdisciplinary collaboration. And yeah. basically that together forms the data knowledge on which a system works. Yeah. And um, I wrote, for example, an article also in the medical field uh, on the BMI, so the body mass index, and um, which is not so much an artificial intelligence system rather than a calculation once made by um, lighter skinned males, mm -hmm. uh, European white men, basically. <laughs> And the knowledge that we still use to this day is based on the data that they collected hundreds of years ago. And so that is a system, an online calculation nowadays that we can use and implement, and it still goes wrong. Yes, yeah, because it's outdated. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but the way you stated, I think if systems would be created and a body mass index would be changed to more that method with the new data, new knowledge mm -hmm. of doctors from now that are more used to um, a more diverse world yeah. and a more diverse yeah, doctors as well. Yeah. Because nowadays, of course, it is a way more diverse field. A lot of people from different backgrounds and ethnicities are becoming doctors and getting the opportunities to do that. Yeah. So I think if we, if they train those programs with such a diversity, I 
I'm hopeful. <laughs> yeah, and then I think yeah. your reasoning would really make sense in the sense that I think then I I get why you would support it. I think mm -hmm. that would be a really I'm not sure if that's already the way, but I think that would be a really nice way of looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine. Okay. So a lot of let's say medical professionals that are in this area have learned things from within this area, mm -hmm. yeah. but a field that is so expanded, so wide, that has knowledge from all over the world. What if, for example, other countries or other regions are a little bit more developed in one way that we are not yet? Then we would know about it through artificial intelligence and it would just pick up faster, yeah. I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because in the article we also said like AI could be a more efficient, quicker way to diagnose certain cases within people in the future like uh, a faster and more decisive decision other than like a, maybe a physical doctor would yeah. Yeah. yes but then again it also has its downsides yeah due yeah, to the risks. fact that it cannot feel human emotion yeah. mm -hmm. so if you were to talk about mental issues i don't think artificial intelligence can really pick up on that yeah. if it doesn't fall within a specific group of symptoms yeah. even though mental uh, health issues can be non-physical yep definitely yeah i think it's interesting so basically even though artificial intelligence is the future and we have to find ways i think into incorporating the collaboration between human and uh, technology like within the medical field but in general to avoid bias and to avoid sticking to a book or information that says you only have this when you touch these boxes and um, yeah but it's really interesting that still it is I think you're like you said before uh, it could be a really interesting way of looking at it I didn't think of that before like the the combination of knowledge but still you have to see in what field will you put it exactly or will you yeah. use it to its full um, advantage by enjoying the benefits of it yeah. Oh, yeah. I think uh, for now we have to wrap up the podcast. Yeah. We've been talking for a while. Um, I want to thank you a lot for coming on yes. and talking about the, yeah. your uh, article. Um, we've got some good insights. I think it's a very interesting topic to dive in deeper to yeah, yeah. Uh, with each other, also like during classes and whatnot. And uh, I think we wish you the best of luck with your upcoming articles and whatnot. Thank you so much. And yes. thank you so much for having me. Yes, thank for you joining. as well. And to our listeners, also thank you for being here with us. If you have any insights or your own opinion, do share them. Never be afraid to share your opinion as long as it's friendly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. Yes, see you next time.